Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run! Welcome back, Final Whistle. Team list Wednesday for us is a preview. It's round three. The eight, nine, ten weeks, whatever it was, is over. We're back. Uh, we can't wait. It's like Christmas for us, mate. Uh, even better that on Monday, 1st of June, we're going to know more about Junior League. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Uh, Dale, no Trev tonight. Um, wish him the best, mate. Hope you're getting the news that you want to hear, and we also want to hear it, mate. And uh, we'll see you back next week. Tonight, we're going to have a preview of the round three, and then we're going to have our former player, Shannon Gallant, come in, and then in a look long, play short. It is his son, Preston, so we've got the Gallant boys coming over soon. Uh, have a chat. Dale, how you been, mate? Yeah, good, mate, good. So, sorry, I missed the podcast on Sunday. Didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> not enough brownies, as you say. Yeah, not enough brownies for you, mate. you got to, you got to cook them up more. Um, yeah, oh, it's, it's hard, just go down to Tealish, um, <laughs> and uh, talk about Tealish, um, another one from the Western Sydney, another, another coming from Western Sydney, um, and Global with, um, Kelly Rowland. Yeah, I saw that the other day, it, it, it's good to see, uh, local businesses doing good, uh, you know, obviously, we're not making any money off this, but, uh, you know, you, you start to make a... You start to make a following, and you know, you, you, you people talking, and you get more people wanting to wanting to ask you questions about when stuff's returning and that. So, it, it, it's good, mate. Like, you know, just because we're from Mount Druitt, don't mean that uh, we're all rat bags. Some of us actually have goals and 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 um, visions, you know. And you just got to look at some of the uh, talent that's come out of Mount Druitt and and, and surrounding areas over the years. You know, the Gaia Boys, uh, Alexanders. You know, and Jennings, Jennings uh, you know, the list goes on. It's it's just getting there, and then obviously you got John Asiata up on Cowboys, you know. So, you know, people knock our area, and you know, a lot of people starting to know that we are from the two seven seven zero. But you know, it's good to see companies like that um, doing good. So let's get back on the footy, mate. What's you blowing your whistle this week? Acting CEO of uh, Sports Australia. <laughs> Uh, report surface on Sunday, uh, obviously by Seven News, and we ran with it and made it, you know, made our own things up, uh, our own photo up to go with what we said. We also added our own, uh, my own personal opinion to that, which basically counteracted every guideline that was there. But he came out Monday morning and vehemently denied that grandparents being banned from sporting grounds were ever going to. Uh, be a, were, were never a part of that um, that guideline basis that he had, and I think he just done that due to the um, the outcry that and the backlash that you know cop not just from New South Wales Royal Rugby League it was from Queensland, Western Australia, Victoria, and and all over over all the co- the codes, not just rugby league. So. He's, he's what's blown my whistle this week and um, got it on good authority that people sitting in cars won't happen either. I'd give a shout-out also, just quickly shout-out, mate, to Luke Sharma. He uh, listens into our um, podcast avidly, or Matt Sharma as well. Um, but, yeah, the Sharma boys, they listen in and uh, Sharma Recruitment, 
um, are still alive. They're still they're still running around after players for recruitment. Obviously, probably for twenty twenty one, as most uh, regional and uh, interstate competitions will be amateurish. They won't be pay for uh, play for pay this year. And um, yeah, they're they're always on the lookout for uh, you know. Um, they're always on the lookout for talented players who might want to go play abroad or interstate. There's a lot of tough competitions. And, uh, yeah, Tony Crow from NRLWA, they, um, he also uh, got in contact with us um, uh, via phone this week just to uh, commend us on our, our Junior League battle. Um, yeah, mate, what's blowing your whistle this week? If, um, if, if anything. <laughs> for me... Uh, Asada, I feel um, Bronson Cherry has been um, hung out to dry a little bit. If he failed the drug tests back in November, why not come out then? Why not come out then? Um, you know, the, the poor bloke missed round one and round two due to injury. He's very close to play round two, but you know, what happens if he plays and you know, and he injures someone or he gets injured himself and and he's deemed to be an illegal player? Um, I just find it. Strange. I know uh, a lot of former NRL players have come out and said um, he's decided there to help the game or is he just there to create a headline? Uh, when you think yeah. about it, there's to create the headline at the moment. I pose, I pose this to you, Dale. Say COVID never existed. Say he was line, lining up round three way back in March. Would Asada come out back then, knowing that he had a positive sample from November? I think they got a look. They're, when, they're when, to answer that, they? Well, when 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 were they going to announce it? It's no good having a positive sample and then allowing a player to go to six months down the track and then go, oh yeah yeah yeah, we're going to pull you up now. Asada, look, I'm going to say this, and then obviously I'll probably end up eating my own words. But if they were going to get him back in round three when he was named, why not just announce it anyway? Then why wait until three days before the NRL competition is due to come back to go, hey? Bronson Sherry, come here, mate. You've uh, you've you've tested positive to this, 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 and this. But hey, you tested back in November. We just we're just going to string you along and just pick you off at the wrong moment when you were, when you were going to be selected to play. Look, doing drugs or performance enhancing drugs to um, better your game when other players aren't doing it is wrong. However, Asada needs to be more quick. On their, on their um, diagnosis or well, releasing. releasing the only, the only possible, the only possibility that I have the reason why they stayed that long for is in the hope that he, he tested positive in November. He's tested. They haven't said anything to him. He thinks he's in the clear. He keeps going and using it. And it's still going to be in his system now. That's what they're hoping for. Now they've obviously gone. He's got to go do a B sample. Whether or not he's done a B sample on that day or or the preceding days after, or whether or not his B sample's happening this week. If his B sample's happening this week, and he stopped back in January, February, and there and it doesn't sit in. If it doesn't sit in your system longer than four months, his B sample should be clear. We'll get this right. If he plays the opening ten rounds, kills it. Gets picked for New South Wales, right? And then, and then, then and then the starter comes out now. Like, yeah, where, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Look, it doesn't look good either way you look at it from both sides of the fence. However, 
don't do the drugs, don't get caught. So, you, you know, yeah. if you're going to do the crime, you've got to do the time. And if he's positive on the B sample, well, he'll be gone for four years. We, have, we don't know the full story. We're just... We're just um, well, we're just throwing our thoughts on, on the matter. So we'll see what comes out. I know he's deleted his... You, you mentioned off air, he deleted his, uh, his social medias and stuff. We just hope that... You know, is that Was he 18, 19? He's only a young fella, so... 20, I think, 21 um, or something like that. So, around, around that age. So we just hope that the, the, the players around and the family around him and, and the club and... And he gets the right support because, you know, it can well, be a lot of draining look mentally. At, let's just look at it this way. Long term. He gets suspended for four years. He's going to come back a lot younger than Shandor Earl did. Now, Shandor Earl was a scapegoat, but he still... He went away cleanly, if you... You know, he never admitted to saying that he was um, positive or anything. He got hung out to dry because of the Stephen Dank thing. Um... If Sherry does get gone for four years, I want—I would like to hope that his family and, and close friends that are players are around him, urge him on to um, to keep training off 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 the field. You know, whilst in suspension, he you know he can come back what 23, 24, 25. Yeah, it's going to hang over him for the rest of his life. But if he can come back and redeem himself from this. And, it's a good will story. Happen. Yeah, yeah, you can see something good happen. Well, you just look at it. Shandler all came back, and he's what thirty or when he got his contract back with Melbourne. Hasn't played too much, but he's a top thirty contract. So, you know, he, he set out to do that when he did get suspended. So, look, let, let, let's not dwell on too much more of that, mate. We've got footy to talk about. We don't generally talk about the off-field dramas. However, this has implications on. Whether or not Cronulla Sharks can um, come out and have a good game. Well, another one is that um, Paul Gallagher made a great point: is if, if he tests a positive in November, gets it, gets us, does a B sample, test positive again, gets suspended for four, they get suspended for four years, right? Uh, they don't release Josh Morris to the Roosters. Yeah, they lose a centre, but they still got, they still got a centre there to replace him. Now they've lost Josh Morris to the Roosters. They got their injury list is phenomenal in regards to the outside backs, and you got now Bronson Cherry who's fit to play, um, is peak, you know playing in the peak of his career at the moment. Well, at his feet, and now he's going to be suspended for four years. So yeah, it's a it's a t- it's a tough life there for for the Cronulla Sharks. And maybe Cherry. maybe maybe an inquest or some sort of thing like that on how Asado releases the information might come out of this however mate let's go preview round three let's start thursday night broncos Parramatta, two of the nrl's undefeated teams from the start of the year way back in march will go head to head to relaunch the season on may 28th broncos have their first opportunity to get revenge for their 58 nil bumbling out of the finals last year to the hands of the eels or will the eels rub more salt in the wound for the Broncos guys, Matt Lodge, Alex Glenn are back from injury. David Feeder is out with his knee injury. Joe Hoffengawi is back from suspension on the bench in place of the Knights bound Andrew McCulloch. Tavita Pengai Jr. is suspended for the next three rounds. For the Eels, mate, uh, Murato Nakura replaces Nathan Brown, who's suspended. Uh, he got suspended in that last game. And Ray Stone uh, from the Mothdale Dragons will... Be on the bench. Hooker Reed Marnie has been named to start after breaking his foot in round two. I guess COVID has a good, good plan in, ter- in terms of that, mate. 
Yeah. Break your break your foot, don't miss a game. Don't you love it? <laughs> or if it don't do you do your knee, don't miss a game. Do your hamstring, you only miss two games <laughs> for the Alex Glenn and Matt Lodge. This is this this could be the game the game of the round uh, in my eyes. One uh, team one team won't be undefeated coming out of this game. That's true. Um, it's interesting that they've they've interesting that they've picked uh, Ray Stone on the bench. Um, they they come out today. They feel that um, they did that because Reed. Um, Reed may not be 100% match fit. Yeah, he might be. We might be training fit, but they think that he be, might be blowing a bit. So they just had that, you know, that utility on the bench too. So what about what? A, no, Ray Stone. Ray Stone played three or four, five games last year. They had they, on his debut last year. They had about six or seven, maybe ten, I think, of the max of um, players come up from Mossvale the night before their game, okay, watch him play. Yeah, yeah, watch him play, and then they went back down and that. Um, what about Parramatta, mate? Brad Arthur put the put the wind up them saying, "Come on, mate, pick up your intensity, boys." In the reserve grade, nearly they, they nearly came to blows at training the other day. That's that's something that's good to see, I guess. The Parramatta's raring to go, and with that, mate, that's the reason why I picked Parramatta. I reckon Parramatta by ten. I picked the Broncos. They're at home. They're almost full strength, and we'll move on to the first game on Friday. At home, at home, no crowds, no crowds, <laughs> no <laughs> bloody advantage <laughs> whatsoever. Cowboys versus the Titans. Queensland, uh, first Queensland derby for the relaunch of the new season. Cowboys looking to continue the momentum from the opening two rounds and the Titans looking to gather their first win of 2020. For the Cowboys, uh, Michael Morgan is out with a shoulder injury. Gavin Cooper is also out with a calf injury. While Jake Clifford is named at halfback and Mitch Dunn joins He's joining the second row, and they've added Shane Wright to the bench. For the Titans, as we know, AJ Brimson is out of a back injury. He'll miss the majority of the season. Callum, Wat- Callum Watkins has been released to go back home for a personal reasons. Via Toronto Wolfpack. So they've reshuffled their back line. So Tyron Roberts will play fullback. Tyron Peachy and Dale Copley will be named at centre. Sammy and... Sammy's named on, on the wing. Um, he was named at fullback for the first opening two rounds. Jamal Fogarty debuts at halfback, mate. And um, Ash Good. Taylor switching to 5'8". Good. I liked, I liked his, I liked his um, spine. Um, where are we up to? You got Moaki Fatuaka. Nathan Pete. <laughs> Proctor. <laughs> I'll say that name for you because you don't like that name. <laughs> and Hipgrave all moving to the starting pack. And with Aaron Clark and, Sh- and Shannon Boyd added to the bench. What a name, Aaron Clark. I hope, <laughs> I hope he plays with a bit of mongrel because that name's going to stick with him, unfortunately. Uh, mate, look, as I said to you when you're going through the changes, I, I like this this um, I like this this spine. <clears throat> Tyrone Roberts, bit chubby than your average fullback, but he's just got that natural athletic ability to, to keep going, keep getting up, keep going. He's played fullback a few times before. Ash Taylor switching to 5'8 could be a blessing in disguise. He doesn't mean that he's got that whole team on his shoulders. He can do what Thurston always done is in playing 5'8 is pop up, have a look, have a look around, have a look around. All right, I see a gap over this side. All right, I'm going to come over here. Yep, give me the ball, bang. You know, he can pick his moments when they come in. And that's probably the better way to bring him back from his year of hell last year is to stick him in the 5-8 let him pick when he can see get him get him looking at that game again you know get him looking at that game seeing that game um realizing realizing the game you know finding the spots jamal fogarty he is a great player 
Uh, he came down from Burley Bears. I think he came down to Parramatta. Didn't like it. Went back up home, back to Burley Bears. Now he's um, in Titans. Uh, earlier in the year, he was um, rumoured to be one of the, the few players coming from Queensland to go to Newcastle. Never happened. Uh, it was obviously the other the other ones from the Cowboys and that that we obviously heard. But, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Titans come out with a bit of um, mongrel. As much as I'm really liking this side, I just think Valentine Holmes will have a good good game. He's got to start coming good, you know. Uh, I also believe that, you know, their, their um, halves there, you know, just might be that bit stronger, and that's the reason why I've gone Cowboys, mate. Yeah, I've gone the Cowboys. I feel that their forward pack will get them across the line. But interesting, the the six and seven from both sides, they're all, they're all youngsters too, so... Um, they might they might be played with some freedom out there. This might be something exciting football to watch on Friday. No, oh, where's that? Where's that dunny button? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Friday night. <coughs> um, yeah, Friday night. The, the the Channel Nine game, Roosters and Rabbitohs, longest rivalry in Australian rugby league is on again. When the boys from Bondi take on the Redfern Royals. I've been hearing a lot of, and this is what's really pissing me off. Before we get further into it, a lot of Especially Channel 9, I think it was obviously Channel 9 games going. The boys from Roosters take on Latrell's Rabbitohs. Latrell's been there for five minutes. Why call it Latrell's Rabbitohs? He's not the captain. No, no, look, it's an audience booster and it's an eye catcher, but it's not Latrell's Rabbitohs. If you really want to be smart about it, it's Russell Crowe's Rabbitohs. <laughs> um, yeah, getting back to it, though, there's no love lost between the two. Adding adding to the intrigue is, is Latrell's Mitchell's first game against the Roosters since he switched to South over the offseason. Josh Morris has been named to make his club debut alongside brother Brett. <clears throat> Matt Ikevalu has dropped out of the side. Boy Courtney would line up for his first game of the year after having... Uh, the first two weeks off, I think in hindsight he might want to play those two weeks now, knowing that knowing what was happening. But hindsight is a twenty twenty thing, which well, I think we can't wait for twenty twenty one. And uh, Mitch Mitchell has um, sit the game out uh, due to uh, family reasons. Uh, his father passed away the other week, but due to COVID restrictions, they can only have their uh, his funeral this week. So that's the reason why he's out. Uh, Sitili Tupanoa and that Butcher replaced CSR Takiaha and Pawasa Famasili in the 17. Cody Walker's been suspended for two rounds due to uh, uh, the mob brawl up in Casino. Uh, and James Roberts is out, uh, which is natural. He's just come out of rehab. Alex Johnson and Troy Dargan are in uh, in there, so Troy Dargan makes his uh, debut. Bailey Sirinan and Patrick Margo join the interchange bench with Hame Sally dropping out, mate. How do you see it? I picked the Roosters. I feel they'll, they'll be too strong. Uh, I think the whole the whole Cody Walker thing will disrupt them, and then obviously the James Roberts thing. And uh, but it'll be interesting. It's it's it'll be interesting. It'll be um be a great game to watch. No no indoor soccer for me um, this week, so I'll be able to watch both games. And it, it should be blocked by so hopefully the troll stands up, and hopefully it's a hopefully um. And go toe to toe, sort of thing. Hopefully, someone get under his skin and we can go from there. Yeah, I've gone opposite to you. <coughs> I've gone rabbits. Um, as much as the roosters look strong and you can never count them out of the contest, I just think 
they 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 they're not up to it. They look they look sluggish in the first two games. Um, I just don't see them coming over to Rabbitohs. Obviously, as you said, you want to see the fire in Latrell's belly. I reckon there is fire in Latrell's belly. This may be the kickstart you might need to. It could be, and I look. It could be. I, I'm tipping if it's not hap- if it doesn't happen before pre-game. I reckon it'll happen just before half time. Latrell will shift to left centre, and Alex Johnson will drop to fullback. Um, I, that's what I that's what I see happening. Um, Troy Dargan, look, he would just be purely out there to just do the simple things. They won't ask too much of him, as long as it doesn't take too much of a workload on Adam Reynolds. Um, again, on the other side, you got Luke Keary that's got to take the workload because Kyle Flanagan's still finding his feet. So, you, you know, you, you've got one predominant playmaker on each side and then you've got two kind of fairly inexperienced in terms of club structure. You know, Troy Dargan's only just, you know, he's, just, he's come down, so he's still learning. So he played for South last year in, in the in the reserve grade, so that's probably a, a bit of an edge over Kyle Flanagan because Kyle Flanagan's only had the off-season. So, you know, look, it's going to be a close one. 40 metre Latrell Mitchell field goal. Well, let's, let's put a bit of money on that one, mate. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we go to the next game, this um, rest in peace, you know, the, to the Orbison family out there. Um, first game Saturday, Warriors versus the Dragons. Both sides 0-2. This game is more important as you don't want to go 0-3 in a revamped, shorter season. For the Warriors, um, we all know that their injury hit and they've rang the changes here. So Dave Foster Tua... David Fusatua is out for personal reasons, unable to um, play. To, to play. Uh, Patrick Herbert, uh, Peter Hiku, Jared Beal, and Cody Nikarima uh, replace Fusatua, Anna Pompey, and the injured Aaron Kieran and Chanel Harris Tavita in the back line. Massive change there. <laughs> Lachlan Burr, uh, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, um, and Asaya Papali'i. Um, Join the starting pack with Carl Lawton and Angus Agnes Parsi added to the bench. Fuck me dead. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon Ryan picked Dale up to be a commentator. You you have shits and giggles left, right and centre. Massive changes there. (laughs) Massive. (laughs) For the Dragons, Cameron McInnes, Tarek Sims, Corbin Sims and... Ravalara. Mikalale Ravalara. Returns from injury with Zach Lomax shifting to centre. Blake Lowry and Cheryl Fubumiano moving to the bench. And Lafayette and Isaac Lou drop out of the 21. I think Lafayette still finding his feet in regards to that personal issues. And with McGinnis back
of a night time. You know, I'm, I'm judging and guessing that they are still chartering flights in and out, in and out of the states, into Queensland and, and that. So they, you know, straight in, two hours before the game, straight out after the game. So they're going to be in their beds each night. Um, the same beds there up at Terrigal. Preparation. I reckon their preparation time is going to be a lot better, uh, and I, that and that's the reason why I'm tipping the Warriors. Uh, I, I'm tipping them on the back that if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be, or we'd probably be in this position, but they wouldn't be in the competition. They've sacrificed a lot, but also their preparation in and around their game is a lot better than what it would normally be because you'd have to fly in on the Wednesday or the Thursday. Then you have to, you know, quickly acclimatise yourself, do do a training, do a captain's run, play back over, and that 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 there is not a part of it. So that's the reason why I've gone Warriors, mate. Moving on, Sharks and Tigers, <clears throat> Cronulla and the West Tigers are going to be fielding new look lineups when they restart from when they last kicked off in round two. Uh, for Sharks, Britton Nikora. Returns from a shoulder injury and Scott Sorensen shifts to the interchange. Billy Magula is dropping to the extended bench. Matt Morland could be a late inclusion after being named in the reserves. Uh, Josh Dugan's in centre. Who else we got? We got William Kennedy at fullback. So yeah, and then uh, for the Tigers, a reshuffled backline features Adam Dewey at fullback. Moses Zembai returning to the centres. Corey Thompson is out. The uh, new signing Harry Grant will start a hooker. Thomas McCarley starts a Prop with Alex Twelve moving to the lock and Elijah Taylor out of the side. Oliver Clark, Billy Walters, uh, Alex Seaforth, who's on debut, and uh, he is a Bowman Tiger, uh, Bowman Tigers Junior Rugby League Junior, and uh, Chris Lawrence is on the bench. Uh, mate, it's a tough one here. This is a flip of a coin. I'm interested to see how the Leilua brothers go. I dare say Madge is going to have them on the same side next to each other. Well, it'll be interesting to see if Sharks attack that right-hand side as well. So, interesting that is... Um, but would you... Would Corey you... Thompson's out, man. It's a, it's a massive one. Yeah, so who, who are they bringing in for Corey? Or North Aluma will be on... North on one oh, wing. Jenny's on the other wing. Well, Robert's coming in, so Robert's a late inclusion, is he? Uh, look, mate, I wouldn't want to be... Yeah, uh, the, the, the left-hand edge on Cronulla getting that short ball of Storm Johnson and copping a right shoulder and a left shoulder from the Leilua boys if they are on their game. Wade Graham. Poor Wade Graham. That's, gonna, that's going to not to tickle. I, I picked the Sharks. I feel that... Oh, I've um, gone Sharks, the sharks too. Will, the Sharks will dig deeper out. Uh, when the when, when everything's when everyone's against the Sharks and everything's going against them, they find a way um, to dig out of trouble and I feel that they'll, come, they'll get a win at the end of the day. Sean Johnson, mate, though, he has to be on. If he's not on, Tigers are going to romp 20 in over him. Benji, uh, look, he's a classy player, but he's got a he's got a level head now, obviously mellowing with age. It's going to be interesting. Let's take on to the final game on Saturday with Storm versus the Raiders. Both sides impressive in the opening two rounds with perfect records. Storm defeated the Seagulls and the Sharks, while the Raiders knocked off the Titans and the Warriors. For the Storm, Tui Kamika Mika and Tom Eisenhuth are out, with Braden Smith and Christian Walsh joining the bench. For the Raiders, Canberra have named the same 17 that took the field in round two, with Jordan Rapana included amongst the reserves after rejoining the club after breast in Japanese rugby. John Bateman still remains on the sideline with an apparent shoulder injury. 
mate. I've gone Canberra in this. I, I, it's going to be it's going to be a tight one. But as we as we saw last year, Canberra came from twenty two nil down. Eighteen or oh, eighteen nil down. And still and still beat. 18. Yeah, we'll still beat them. Twenty two unanswered points, mate. For some reason, I think the Canberra get get underneath the storm skin, and look, I reckon that's going to be the the same way again. Uh, yeah, so mate, who have you gone with? Pick the storm. Business as usual for them down at Amy Park. Bellamy have them raring to go. But this, like I said, I said in the, the first game could be, um, you know, Broncos versus Eels could be matched around, but this could also be matched around. Um, I got to I got to wait I got to wait till seven thirty for a good game on my birthday. <laughs> Yeah, Warriors and Dragons, yeah, okay, they might show a bit of fun, but, you know, going off paper and, and their form, <laughs> Sharks and Tigers, and over. I've got to wait for Storm and Raiders. But anyway, you moving half on. Half-piss, I'll be a freaking gore, mate. <laughs> I'll be sitting there, you'll be, you be doing the uh, half-time full-time, mate, it's my birthday, oh, mate, I'll be going off. Um, Sunday, mate, Panthers and Knights, here we go. Another two undefeated sides that match up. Panthers upset the Premiers and came behind to defeat the Dragons. Knights dusted off the Warriors and then thumped the West Tigers. And if I remember correctly, the last time they met, we smashed you. Stop living in the past, mate. I've got to live in the past. That's what we've been having for the last eight weeks. So until this game is now in the past, I'll live in the past. Uh, For Panthers, Matt Burton replaces Nathan Cleary, who suspended the round five due to his... uh, TikTok with his lovely ladies in the halves. Uh, Kirk Capewell is uh, returning to the paddock to make his club debut uh, for Panthers. Zane Tedavano will shift to the bench. James Fisher-Harris will move uh, to prop and Isaiah Yo to lock. Edwards didn't recover from his, uh, from the hamstring. and uh, Obviously, he had, he had the other injury earlier on in the year, but the hamstring... He's just obviously a bit tweaked in the in the isolation um, training, so Aikens will be in fullback. <clears throat> For the Knights, Tex Hoy, who makes his debut, replaces the suspended Kalen Ponga at fullback, and Connor Watson will start a hooker this week in place of the injured Jaden Braley, who done his uh, ACL and has gone for the season. New signing Andrew McCulloch is not yet named in 21. I don't think he will play this week. And Shioni Matautia replaces Mitch Barnett for a neck in the back row. And hooker Chris Randall on debut will join the bench. So, two debutantes for Newcastle, mate. Naturally, uh, naturally, I assume you've gone for Newcastle and I've gone for uh, Penrith. So, no doubt we will be... Um, Sending each other messages all day saying you're a shit this one and I'm a shit that one, like always, doesn't change. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've got the, the two big outs, Ponga and Cleary. Uh, but poor Tex Hoy is, is being waiting to debut for eight or nine weeks. He, he actually lives he actually lives in Watson and Ponga, so there would have been some banter there. Um, but how, how, how crap is that? How much anxiety would you have knowing that you're your regular fullback gets suspended. It gets announced. He's suspended. You know you're debuting. And then COVID hits. And you've just got to sit there going, well, I know I'm going to debut, but when? <laughs> oh, mate, that would annoy the shit out of me. Not, not the fact that, you know, look, if I was a player, I'd much rather know 
three days before I'm playing that I'm debuting, not knowing, not knowing for eight to nine weeks that hey, when we do, if we do get back, I'm you know you're making your debut. Um, I, I, I dare say uh, they will do what Jake Avarillo did. Uh, family, uh, you know, they did uh, the Bulldogs did for Jake Avarillo. Um, Texas Hoy's family will, will will obviously be allowed to sit somewhere there and and, and watch his debut, which I still I still feel it's good considering you know we're not allowed to. Uh, Five or six debuting this week too. So, so yeah, there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of parents and girlfriends sitting in the um, grandstands. Which look, if you want if you want to have your your son debuting anytime, I think now is because. If he has a crap game, he can't really get booed by the fans because there's no one there. <laughs> Matt Burton, mate, um, you've been... I know a lot of Panther fans have been waiting for this for a while. So no, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's back there again now. He made his debut last year against the Sharks. Um, and as Kurt Capel said during the week, he um, he was obviously at the Sharks last year when uh, when Matt Burton made his debut and was on the receiving end of a, of a Matt Burton good game so this, he said this time being on the same side as him he's actually more pumped he said you know he said that Matt Burton's a real good complete footballer which it, it's good to hear you know so look I'm fortunate that Nathan Cleary did what he did opens up another door you know, Matt Burton's the same kind of player as, as a Cleary if, in my in my opinion he's a, he's a much straighter player and it's probably something that the Panthers Side will need if if the if the um the play starts shifting sideways, you'll be able to straighten them back up. Question. Yes. Answer. Panthers beat the Knights. Yeah. Panthers win in round four. Does Cleary play round five? You go four and oh. It's look. It's it's a tough one. But you look at it this way. Cleary got Cleary got them over the line rounds one and two, and then Matt Burton gets them over the lines. Well, Matt Burton and Jerome Luai get them over the lines round three and four. It's good. It's a good. It's a good a headache for, for Ivan. Ivan. It's a very good headache for Ivan. Would you experiment with, with Burton maybe on the bench? And then he gets he got Pryte in there too. So yeah. uh, I'd look, to be perfectly honest, I'd I'd have I'd have Burton and and Cleary, and then I'd have Luai on the bench because. Is there a utility well, no, well, he 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 would bring the same kind of flair that Stephen Crichton does. You, you saw what Stephen Crichton did against the Dragons. Comes on and bam, sets the field alight and scores. Luai could do the same thing. You put Burton onto the bench. I don't know what Burton would be like coming off the bench. I think Burton's a, it's a it's, he's a player that gets into the field of the game and then romps. You don't want to bring him in and go, hey, I need you to come in and go... Like that, you know, he builds up. Whereas a Luai and Stephen Crichton and other other players that have that flair, they come on straight away. You know, so well, obviously, obviously, I picked the Knights. I feel uh, we've got more experience in the halves, and I think Pierce will be able to steer us home. <laughs> Last game, Manly Dogs. Manly Dogs final game round three. Manly look settled with no, not many injuries, while the Dogs will need to improve on their attacking prowess. For Manly, Corey Waddell and Teniella. Teniella. Right, we need to get you. We need to get you in the commentary somewhere. Returning in place of 
Morgan Boyle and Halumi Hamole Alakakato Atal on the bench. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Just call him H.O. <laughs> H.O. <laughs> Big fella. That's what we call him. <laughs> For the dogs, Jack Cogger replaces Brendan Wakeham in the halves. With Kieran Foran still not right. I, f I still feel we might may be a late inclusion. There's, my gut feeling he reckons that there's plenty of bit of mind games there. Um, Sue and Dean Britt re uh, replace Aidan Tolman and Joe Simpson, uh, who are on the injury list with forwards. Often. Alpha Ogden. Often Ogden joining the bench. Mate, I've got a manly here. I've got a manly. I reckon it's going to be the worst game of the round. Nah, I reckon it's going to be a surprising game of the round. I want to see what will happen in round four if in round three. Jake Avarillo comes on for one of the boys being being hooked again because that's what happened in round two. He's on the bench, isn't he? He's on the bench. He's in jersey number 14. Um, mate, look. Perfect round for me straight, mate. We, we're going to... I think we're going to have to sit down here one day. Obviously, when the new equipment comes in. And we might have to sit there and do a live broadcast, I reckon. Just just record, record us doing a... Doing a, doing a game on the podcast and then just uh, just announce it just for the shits and giggles. I want to see you try to announce some uh, pronounce some of these games uh, names. It'll be interesting. I don't know how good we're gonna possibly try to do it on a TV. However, I know Triple M do it on on numerous occasions, watching TV and, and record. But uh, man, I dare I dare say I want to give it a crack because some of these names have you tongue tied, tongue -tied and it's gonna be shit funny for me. I'd be pissing myself funny. Mate, it's yeah. Um, then that's round three. Preview. Preview. Done yep, and done and dusted. If if your mate from Mincho gets three perfect rounds in a row, we're pulling him out. Billy Nibs. <laughs> oh, you that Billy? You're getting cut from the cop if you go three perfect rounds in a row. Oh, you know how he does it. He rubs his head. <laughs> rubs rubs the rubs the Buddha spot on his head, and mate, he just comes up with the answers. That's good, mate. It's good. Uh, quickly, look. We know this is going back into junior league there for a sec. We know we we announced what we were given in in the news uh, on our on our desk last night. Look, it's it's not a hundred percent, but it's come from free reliable sources that we have. Um, so look, there will be breaks in between games to allow crowd to go out, and um, also we, we we have fair, we're fairly confident that first of June. Will be announced that we can come back to the to training following um, safety and health guidelines. Uh, Parramatta Council and Penrith Council have opened their their grounds for training, obviously because soccer and and union are back, and I think AFL might be back. I'm not 100% certain on that, but um, yeah, mate. Moving forward, footy's back. Footy is back, Dio. Can't wait Thursday. Case of beer on the way home from work. Well, you mean I've got two cases and a bottle of Jack up there already, mate. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, stay tuned, guys. We have a look long player short with Preston Gallant. As also, we have a player chat with Shannon Gallant. Talk soon. G'day, we're back here. We've got uh, Shannon and his son Preston here today for, uh, obviously, our former player chat. And we're also going to have a... Um, a chat with the look long play short play uh, junior player segment with um, Preston a bit later on but we'll start with you Shannon mate how you been? Mate been good uh, 
been doing plenty of stuff around the house. The missus has had me working, so um, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's been no footy, but I've still been busy, that's for sure. Uh, enough work to keep the guns still loaded up, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about guns, but, uh, but yeah, no, I've been. Yeah, I've been doing it a little bit, that's for sure. So, what, do you, what do you do for work these days, mate? Mate, I'm a, I'm a carpenter by trade, but I'm a handyman, so we I do all the building maintenance over at Sydney Airport. We've got a few other things around in the city area, but mostly based at Sydney Airport, so just do all the trips and drabs around there, which is pretty good. How's it been, though? It's obviously, you know, COVID, not, not many planes coming in and out. Is it, is it a lot quieter down that uh, way? It's a ghost town, mate. There's a couple. I actually put a uh, photo on my social media a few weeks back when I'm just sitting in the middle of the airport, 11 o'clock in the morning, busy time. This is no one. <laughs> so, I mean, I do a lot of night shift there, and I'm used to it sort of being quiet then, but when there's sunlight coming through the glass and there's no one around, it's, a, it's an eerie feeling. So, uh, But luckily, I've, you know, we've had some work outside of the um, airport, so I've been able to still work, which is good. It's good, yeah. So, we'll, we'll touch on footy, mate. Where did it all begin for you? Mate, uh, I was four and a half years old. Uh, parents were walking through the shopping centre, and Chipping Norton kangaroos were doing like a rego thing. This is the story my old man tells me anyways. <laughs> uh, Mum went into the shops and he, we were waiting outside and he signed me up. So I ended up playing under sixes for three years or something like that. And it was um, at the Chipping Norton kangaroos and may have a look back, to be honest. So Taller tall, tall than the grass at four and a half? Oh, mate, I've got videos. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm, um, yeah, there wasn't much chop at <laughs> five years old, that's for sure. <laughs> so... Obviously, you end up through the Western Suburbs system coming through the grades. How was that as a, as a life change? Obviously, now you're back there helping the SG ball. Obviously, the training between now, in terms of a pre-season for SG ball and held mats back back when you were coming through the, the system, different or thereabouts? Oh, uh, look, yeah, it's definitely different. Um... Mate, I just remember, I think I think the biggest change is gear, I suppose. We used to get this one raggy old Western Ma- West Magpies uh, shirt, you know, which was the be-all and end-all. You'd get it and you'd, you thought, oh, yeah, I've made it. <laughs> yeah. you know, now these kids are, mate, because we've got the Tiger, obviously the MacArthur West Tigers uh, and West Tigers emblem on our gear, it's just all Tigers kit, Magpies kit. They just get it handed to them now. Sure, like, mate, sure, boys got trackies. That. Yeah, you know how good you got it. You know, so I mean, I think I remember my shirt being about four sizes too big. So now the boys are walking around with skin, t- uh, skin tight, you know, good looking clothes on, showing off the, uh, yeah, the muscles. Yeah, that's it. Mate. <laughs> so you made your NRL debut two thousand and seven. Um, tell us about this moment and what, what do you remember the week leading up and all the stories and all that sort of thing. Mate, uh, without a doubt, the most. Uh, it's hard to explain. Like honestly, since. I was, like I said, I was four and a half when I started playing footy, and from my earliest memory, it's all I ever wanted to do was just play NRL. I didn't look to go and play Origin. I wasn't looking to play for Australia. I just wanted to play a game of NRL. That was be on, it. Be on TV? That's it. <laughs> so, and not, not even the TV side of it, just to be able to play with, you know, against the best, I suppose. And, um, you know, I just remember being at training. I, like, the year before, I was um, 18th man a few times. Uh, I think you probably remember when Chris Lawrence debuted against uh, Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. yeah. So I was 18th man for that game. And um, that, that was a tough year because I, I broke my hip earlier in the year. And uh, so I had, to, I think it was 14 weeks off. And at the end of the year, I ended up being 18th man for the first time. And Chris Lawrence debuted and was an immediate sensation. And it was just, when I seen that, I'm like, I've, no matter what, I've got to get there. I can't be an 18th man, you know. <laughs> so 
the following year, um, you know, I trained my butt off and, and, and was playing some pretty good footy uh, for West Magpies. And yeah, one day Sheenzy just comes up and sort of gives him the tap on the shoulder and goes, you're in. You know, and uh, you sort of, I, I was hoping, but you just never know. And, yeah. and, and when the, the relief when you get that tap on the shoulder and, and someone like Tim Sheens too, we're not talking, you know, a first year coach or something like that. The, the guy with the, the yeah, game. the legend of the game who said, who's basically said you're good enough to play first grade now, you know, to to at least play a game. That's that's humbling, but it's also rewarding as well because all that work that you've put in for however many years and the pre-seasons and the tough training and um, for it to, to, to pay off, I suppose, it was the best feeling in the world. And then being able to ring your mum as well and, and let her know and have her tearing up on the phone. And I think it was just a combination of... All the hard work we've done, whether it be sacrificing, taking me to games early in the morning or, you know, whatever it may be, training late in the Arvos after they've worked all day, for them to see now me fulfil my dream was pretty special. I know they're pretty big now with, like, obviously the, the jersey presentation and stuff. Was anything big there with Sheenzy did? Um, no, not too. It wasn't so much a, a jersey presentation. It was more, it was, I think it was basically the lead up the training the week of you know you're sort of getting treated a bit special I suppose because you're the new kid on the block you're about to play your first game and but I mean I remember I, my first game for Cowboys it was definitely which was a few years later there was a jersey presentation but um yeah the, for the Tigers no there was it was more just slide in there and rock up game day be ready to go mum and dad come obviously to watch the first game yeah they were there um miss o was there uh, my wife brooke who i've been with for 16 years she was there she was pregnant with presto so <laughs> um but uh, yeah so it was um yeah it was just a special day and it, it being at campbelltown stadium too which obviously i'm a, I'm a west magpies tragic oh, yeah. i was a west magpies fan you know so um i i being able to debut at Campbelltown Stadium, you know, although against the Warriors, couldn't have picked a bigger team if I tried, but um, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, just fantastic, to be honest. And obviously, great. you know, 2007 is two years after the West Tigers won their first uh, premiership as a joint club. Yep. So, you know, you had the likes of Robbie Farrar, Benji Marshall um, in, in the lineup. How, how was it playing with, obviously, now that they are icons of, of Tigers and, and you know, uh, stars of the game? Oh, mate, it was guys like, you know, Todd Payton, those guys like that. They, those uh, special sort of mentions of both Farrah and Toddy Payton. I had a conversation the week leading up that they were the ones that sort of were in Sheenzy's ear about giving me a go because, you know, they'd seen the work that I put in. It used to be, you know, reserve grade had played before in our role and they'd be watching, you know, before they went and got strapped and they were seeing how I was playing. And obviously Sheenzy was arm and arm under the decision and... and, and Farrell told me that him both and Todd Payne both had a chat to him, and so uh, to get me in. So just to be able to line up with people like that, Benji Marshall, obviously, who I played with a few years earlier when he first came down, which is a story in itself. That that guy was unbelievable, man. When no one knew about him, but um, yeah, like it was, I don't know, just again an eerie feeling. You just you're looking around, just going, I'm about to lace him up with some of the best going around, and. Yeah, it's just it's hard to explain even now. You know? So obviously that flick pass from Benji Marshall in the 2005 Grand Final, you just said that there's sto- stories there to be to be had. You know, obviously when he came down to reserve grade, what what things was he doing on the football field that you obviously you might not have seen before, and you're just going, where the hell did they find his kid? Well, I mean, we so at West Tigers there's a there's a, a cub system. Uh, where they, at the end of the SG ball season, they'll pick the best West Magpies players and the best Bowman Tigers players and make a side. 
So they, they did that. I was in it. I was a year young. Um, in that, so I was playing with guys like Bryce Gibbs, Liam Fulton, you know, Bronson Harrison's, Robbie Farris, you know, before they were anyone, you yeah. know. So um, we're playing Sydney Roosters, who, from memory, I think they won their Sheeball Grand Final that year. Um, I don't know if it was their full team, but anyways, we played him after the Sheeball season, and they bring this kid down from Kiba Park. No one, no one knew, like, no one. Yeah. Oh, Benji Marshall, he's going to fill in, he's going to play. Mate, half time or half time he'd score oh no, I think it was fifteen minutes and he'd score three tries. Jesus. And I'm telling you, I've got the video at home, I watched it again the other week. It's just I I don't we'd never seen it. Like the the feet, how easy he made it. and I was playing with some future guns, like your Fultons, your yeah, your Robbie Farrows and that, and even they were just like, Who is this? You know what I mean? So And quickly obviously couldn't snap him up. Oh yeah, I mean that. I think he was on a scholarship obviously from Kiva Park when they had that, that system in place. But um yeah, when he that I think it was only a few weeks later, I think it was Newcastle he was debuting against. Yeah, you see him in the he, when he played, he was only skinny, like he wasn't you know how he is now and yeah, he was just all ability mate there was, you, you had to get close to him to even get look like getting him so he spent three years at the West Tigers um, didn't, didn't get much of a run and you end up at the Cowboys um, how'd you end up there? Um, so yeah obviously three years with full time with the Tigers training with them um, a bit hard to get a go when you got guys like Brett Hodgson in front of you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Stuck behind yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm unbelievable, unbelievable player who I learned a lot of when I was, you know, doing pre-season training and things like that. But um, uh, the Cowboys gig was uh, Neil Henry was at Canberra at the time, and he tried from from conversation with my manager, he tried to get me to go to Canberra one stage, and then uh the year before i did go up there they tried to get me up there for a one-year deal so at the cowboys which i uh declined and i just re-signed with the tigers um 09 played um i think i, I think i played nine straight games. we won nine in a row um nine so out of the nine games we won yeah nine in a row it was when jared hayne went on his rampage and did his thing i ended up breaking my leg against sydney roosters um the week before they played Parramatta, um and it was just conversation there where I was in negotiations with resigning with the Tigers, but they were sort of trying to get a Lottie Takiri over, so the money probably wasn't there. And then uh, last-ditch thing that uh, come through in the newspaper, uh, I remember Dean Collar showed me it, and it was Matty Bowen talking over time. And I was like, Bingo. okay, so they tried to get me last year. Why don't I get me manager underwear? I'll do me manager manager's job and get him to <laughs> bring some of. So he's obviously made a phone call to the Cowboys and rang me back and said Neil Henry, we're ringing you in 15 minutes. And mate, the rest is history. Obviously, that the, the talk was basically they weren't sure that Matty Bowen was going to come back. His knee was no good. Uh, if he does come back, they're probably looking at moving him to five eight because he's slowing down a bit, which is not true because I went up there and he was still Matty Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, but. Uh, it was it was one of those opportunities where I thought I'd done my I'd done the work at West Tigers I put in the work to hopefully get a you know a half decent contract and and you know make it a bit easier on the family and it just wasn't there and um, so I thought you know what uh, let's go let's 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 try a change and we'll go up there wasn't I mean I got up there and they did I, I can't from memory it was some radical thing that they grew his cartilage back in Germany or something like that Matty Bowens yeah and he come back and he was just as good as before he left but I mean I was pretty lucky or unlucky injury wise but when he did come back they moved him to 5'8 and I was playing fullback and then I ended up I ended up um, 
hurt me ribs at training. Uh, thanks to Matty Bowen, actually, we was we were doing some training, but and I ended up having a few weeks off, and they put Matty back to fullback, and I think that was the end of the season. And then, um, yeah, then the next season come around, I had a few more injuries, which yeah, that's footy, I suppose. So obviously, tell us a few of uh, off-field stories that you had up there at. Uh Cowboys, I think one springs to mind, uh, Willie Tonga basketball game. Yeah, well, I, the only reason it springs to mind is because you were saying you had him on a few, was it a few months yeah, back? Yeah, we had him on back on July last year. We said, oh, I can't play basketball. I love the game, don't get me wrong. I can't play basketball, it saved me a life. <laughs> being five foot, it doesn't help. But um, we used to go up the, uh, the strand there at uh, Townsville, a uh, beautiful place, basketball courts and things like that. So we, myself, uh, Matty Bowen, Willie Tonga, a few other guys, we'd go up there and... Um, yeah, shoot shoot some hoops and play some, you know, two on two or three on three on threes. And he used to carve me up. And then one day I just he he drove to the basket. Thought he was because you think he was he's a massive Derrick Rose fan from the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I blocked that thing so hard. And I, <laughs> it was the only thing I did the whole oh, how many times we went there and I let him know about it for the next year and a half. Just flat. We sick. we uh, we. we refreshed his memory on that and from memory when we were talking to him I think he, he, he giggled a bit too hard at that one too yeah. he was like yeah Mighty Mouse shines up and uh, yeah. knocks me one yeah that's it mate but um nah he cracking fella cracking bunch of blokes up who gave you the nickname Mighty Mouse Daniel Fitzhenry I don't know if you remember him <laughs> yes yeah. uh, winger for Tigers just the ultimate professional that fella but I don't know because I, I used to I, I've always played with obviously being small I've played a chip on my shoulder I haven't made too many mates you know, playing against people in rugby league because of the chip on my shoulder, <laughs> um, I suppose. And uh, I don't mind a bit of trash talk. But, um, yeah, look, I come to training one day when I'd started full-time training. And he goes, you know who you remind me of? And I'm like, who? And he said, he goes, oh, Mighty Mouse. And I said, who is Mighty Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it. And I don't know, it just stuff. I don't know how it got out, but it, it, people started making posters and, and it just, yeah, became a thing, Mighty Mouse. So it's just sort of... Been there ever since, Daniel Fitzhenry. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the crowds, right? Obviously, we know, we know how condensed we are here in in, in uh, Sydney, and you know you play the West Tigers, and they've got a good crowd base. What's the fan base like up in up in Northern Queensland? Obviously, you know we know they've got to travel a few few k's to get to a game, and they always turn out because the crowds are always massive. What's the what was the fan base like there at the time? Oh, I would say loyal. Like that's a pretty big, you know, like. Like you said, the, they did, they didn't travel from sort of Liverpool to Campbelltown or you know even you know Sydney to Campbelltown. It was they were travelling like, yeah Sydney. like really really far to come to watch these games. So I mean, and there, there's a lot of years there where the club didn't have success, and I was a part of one of them. So um, you know, for those people to keep turning up, and I think the new stadium they've deserved that, and, and the hard work that everyone's putting up there. I think. Um, the fan base, you know, we used to go back to uh, the Leagues Club after every home game and it'd just be chockers, you know. And, and the plate, we'd mingle with them and they were just, just a great, it's a great, they're great people up there regardless, you know. It's just a different, different lifestyle. I mean, myself and my wife, we really enjoyed it. You know, if we didn't have family, there's a fair chance we'd, down here, sorry, we didn't have family down here, there's a fair chance we'd probably still be up there. You know, it's, it's just a, it's a great lifestyle. So you didn't end up getting the spoon there because Melbourne cheated a bit. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Oh, God. So where to? Where to after the Cowboys? So yeah, so this, my second year on uh, off on contract, we come into the preseason, and I just started. I started having some niggling in, like with me groin. I, I 
taking off and pulling up. I just, I just couldn't do it. So, um, I think it was a couple of weeks before the pre-season, uh, before the actual season started, they sent me down to Sydney for some scans, and I ended up having to have the, a, a, a full groin reconstruction. So, um, and then I, I sort of, I thought, oh, I'm off contract here. It was mid-season. I. I was doing I was doing the work to get back, but I just I pushed it a little bit too quick to come back. Obviously, being off contract, I thought I'm gonna have to get some games in here to try and get another gig. So I uh, come back and I, I retore all the scar tissue and that, and that just sort of that end of my season. So I was I was done, and I think um, myself, my wife, you know, we we just had the young uh, our young daughter Harper, and it was I was injured. I'm training six days a week because training up there was different to training in West Tigers. Like we had, you know, guys like Billy Johnson, who <laughs> that guy was torture. <laughs> you know, like so it was. You, 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 you're training six days a week and, and not being able to do the fun part at the end of the week, and it, it becomes not not for everyone, but for myself, it becomes sort of oh, I'm not really enjoying this too much anymore. You know what I mean? And I thought. I'm just going to go home uh, and, and, and see what happens. I, I thought I was done, to be honest. I thought my groin was done. I'm not going to be able to come back. Being, being, you know, relying on speed and agility and losing a step, that's going to kill me, you know. It's not, it's not going to be good for me. So I come, I come home. Um, I wasn't going to play. One of, my, one of my mates taught me into going down to Berkeley Eagles down in the Wollongong competition. Yep. Made a deal back. Didn't have any groin issues whatsoever. Uh, played the season down there, and then I ended up coming a bit closer to home to, Group six competition, uh, New Orleans Jets. Great, great club. Great people involved in the club, and um, yeah, they just. Um, I, I just I went and played group six, and I won a few awards out there. And I thought to myself, have I have I given up a bit too soon? Do I give it one more crack? And um, I got a call from uh, Madison from uh, Newtown New Jets, uh, and he's, he said there's a pre-season opportunity for him. So I signed with Cabra, um, and, and I can do the pre-season with Newtown and see how I go. So I did the preseason, uh, ended up playing the first few games, and I just again it, it wasn't it wasn't there. And I, I I think I was just done with that side of footy where it was you know under pressure, pressure week pressure, in yeah. and week out just to be making sure you're getting there plus working and getting the training and things. I just thought ah oh, I'm not up to this anymore. And, and the coach there sort of he gave me the old tap on the shoulder. We'll go go spend a few weeks in Cabra, uh, put me down in Cabra. And I, I just didn't even worry about coming back to Newtown. I was happy at Cabra playing Ron Massey Cup, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to play down where I can now and not exhaust myself wherever and just have fun with it, I suppose. And then it was not until I played um, West... So, obviously, went playing Ron Massey Cup with Cabra Matter, we played against West and Southern's Magpies, and that was when I realised, well, why You're am the I... Wrong club? Yeah, I'm at the wrong club. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Magpie through and through. So... Um, yeah, next year, next few years, I went on to play for Magpies. Well, over at Magpies in 2016, mate, you uh, finished as the leading point scorer for the competition with 228 points. Not bad for someone who only just destroyed his groin a few years before. Appreciate everyone scoring tries under the post, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Easy two points every yeah, time. Yeah, nah, look, that was, mate, I, I've been pretty fortunate. I was lucky to be able to kick goals. Not, I wasn't fantastic at it by any means, but... Um, I could kick him, which helps out with the points at the end of the year. So, um, but just being a part of a, a team coached by Nathan Waters, who's someone that um, I always tell anyone, uh, I would never have played first grade without that guy. So, to be able to be coached by someone like him and, um, you know, make it sure he, he was someone that when we grew up, we played together at the Magpies and we brought that passion back to the Magpies where they were struggling when we were coming up in the grades and we 
you know, we took him to grand final qualifiers and things like that on his back, Nathan Waters' back. So he brought that culture back in. And it was just, well, I was just enjoying my footy there, playing with a good bunch of guys there, to be honest. 2018, you won Sydney Shield. What was that like? Mate, that was a long time coming. Oh, East Campbelltown as a club is, you know, it's unbelievable. The, the, the culture that they have there in the seniors, you know, I, I've dealt with the juniors a lot as well, and it's just a great club all the way through. But the, the cult, culture that the coach there, Barnsley, Richard Barnsley, Rick Barnes, he's, um, he's instilled in that club and that, that team. It's just, it's unbreakable. You know, I mean, yes, we're all getting older, but the boys just turn up for each other. And it was just one of those things. I spoke to the president, Dan Draper, and he's like, mate, you're going to love it here. You, you'll enjoy it. It's This is where you'll finish. And I said, because I just wasn't up to Romassi Cup anymore. I just wasn't up to it. And he goes, this is where um, you, you'll finish. And I said, all right, look, I'll, let's go. We'll give it a crack. And, mate, I, I knew week in that this is we were going to be good. Did I know we were going to win a grand final? No, obviously not. But... I knew that we'd be competing for him because of the culture. And I mean, these are guys that I played with when I was 17 years old that are still there. And they were, they'd been playing for East Campbelltown for sort of 10 years. They were good enough to be playing up. They just didn't care for it. They didn't yeah. care. They just wanted to play footy. They wanted yeah. to play footy with their mates. Something that I realised a bit later on after I'd done the first grade thing, that I just, um, they just wanted to play with their mates. And I think that culture, them just, I suppose, brothers turning up for each other every week, they just... So I, I fit straight into that, mate, and yeah, we're lucky enough to I did some investigating. You know, East Kiltown won the most Sydney Shields, is that oh, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt. Mate, I don't There's not... I, I, I suppose you've got your Mounties and things like that that are, I'm not too sure, but I know Sydney Shields have won plenty, especially while, uh, you know, Barnsley's been there. You know, he's been a, a great coach and a, a great man manager as well. Why, why hasn't East Kiltown taken the plunge on the run, Massey? Or is it just because of the, um, the the Tigers connection there? I suppose it's probably got something to do with the Tigers connection. It wasn't so much Tigers; it was West I mean, Magpies. West Mag- yeah, yeah, we were suburbs. they were a part of the West Magpies um, system. So I don't know to be honest. Is that something in the future? Well, it might well be. I mean, they're not, they're doing. Daniel Jobs has done some great things with that that club up there, getting the ground. They're getting lights put in, and yeah, they'll be able the to ground, host. Yeah, them. I've been seeing it. The ground's looking good. Maybe maybe there's one thing missing: a Mighty Mouse statue. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you got to play in the NRL with the West Tigers and the Cowboys. Out of the, give us two names: one from the West Tigers, one from the Cowboys. The toughest player to play with at each club. Gareth Ellis, without a doubt. Oh, the English second rower, without a doubt. Like when I say tough, he's not an Adrian Morley tough where he's going to rip your head off. Tough as in just. You know, he'd be out on his feet and he'll, st- he'll still get off the line, quick line speed. The little things, little one percenters. We played Sias at SCG and I've never seen a bloke more tired, you know, doing the old dry reaching thing and he was out on his feet and I'm into him, get off the line, get off the line. He, he just kept going and kept going, putting blokes on his back and it was just mentally tough. That's that was that's what Gareth Ellis was and I, that was something that I hadn't seen, like guys being able to push through the wall, you know, so... Um, without a doubt, Gareth Ellis and a fantastic player at Tigers. Uh, Cowboys. Now, it was probably more when I played against him. It was Carl Webb. You know, uh, he's going through a bit of issues at the moment, and I'm, I'm, my thought, my family thoughts are with, with. But that guy nearly slapped my head off when we played him at Leichhardt. <laughs> he scored a try, and I was doing the old off, held it up, held it up, held it up, and looking at the ref, and he's just pushed me out. So I've got up trying to be Mighty Mouse, I suppose. And his open hand slapped me that hard that I think my mouth guard popped out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I made sure when I got up there I was friends with him. I did the old uh, 
can we be mates? Because uh, I wasn't going up there to blue. That's for sure. <laughs> I remember one origin. He had the uh, Q. Yes. Straight into the and he made Bailey. He gave it to that. Is it Bailey? Luke Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Mate, gave it to him. That's <laughs> how many. But anyways. Um, best player that you've ever played with, and I, I dare say, obviously, you're still semi-early in his career, but I don't want to put words in your mouth, but someone other than Jonathan Thurston, or was he kind of... That's, this is a quite tough question for me, because, like I said, I, I pointed out, like, a Nathan Waters, who no one knows, or not no one knows, but a lot of people know him, but he, he didn't go and play NRL, that. a lot of NRL, he played one NRL game, but I'm telling you, that guy was... Unbelievable, his job. He could play hooker half. Obviously, Thurston is the, the best player that I've played with. You know, um, um, you know, guys like Farah, those guys. That, there's no question. But for me, it's when I look at the best player who did the most for me to get me where, you are. where yep. I am, and I guarantee you, I don't get to where I was without the likes of Nathan Waters. So when I look back on things. I look back and I say that's the best player I ever played with. The best, obviously, best player to not get a good crack at first grade. Then, in terms of the schemes, you know, you, no. you know, if you're if you're rating him very high, well, oh, without a doubt, like he, he mate, he was just uh, he was unfortunate that he was behind Robbie Farah. Oh yeah, he probably didn't have the speed for half. His brother was really quick. His brother was a smaller version of him, I suppose. Yeah. But he, he the he was just behind I mean the guy was probably 18th man 30 times when Farrah was busted and playing hurt but he just yeah he, mate I'm telling you that, that guy he, he, without a doubt Farrah gets him every time on the nose yeah <laughs> <laughs> no comment so obviously you've been through your training um, that one player that Mr. Professional always trains the house down without a doubt oh, goes the extra mile Chris Lawrence yeah. Chris Lawrence does the extra 1% He's, yeah, and the, the the hard part was that he was dragging me along with him. I had to be, I was his gym partner. <laughs> he was like a man-child too. Like he was about five years younger than everyone, but five times bigger than everyone. And he just, you know, the, I wasn't into the protein. I'm not, but put me on a treadmill, I'll run, I'll run for days for you. Put me in a weights room, I'll talk shit for days for you. I'll find excuses to not <laughs> do the weights. Yeah, then there's another similarity to why he got called Mighty Mouseful because mice go around and around and around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes to the next question is who's the one that's cutting corners? That's you. Oh, <laughs> in, the gym, in the gym, without a doubt. Look, I, I'm, I shouldn't be saying that because I, I coach kids and things like that. But I'm probably in a position to say it. Yeah. Don't cut corners in the gym, it'll cost you. But, mate, I use. M- I was in the gym to talk, not to lift. So, <laughs> it's not a good thing, but um, yeah, look, uh, Chris Lawrence, without a doubt, that guy did all the one percenters, mate, and he um, he's fantastic. So Peter Valandi, come, Peter Valandis comes to you and says, "We want you to be the next CEO of the NRL." What's the first two things you do? Oh, jeez, that's a spinner. That's, a, that's a <laughs> the first two things I do. Um, he's, he's, already, he's already done one thing that I'll already do, and that's go back to one referee. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, go back to one referee. Uh, I'd go back to one referee, and I'd, I'd do a lot more games at regional grounds. Yeah. I'd brush SF, oh, sorry, I'd brush ANZ and things like that. I'd be going back to Belmore, I'd be going back to these. I, I don't know the ins and outs of the money side of things and all that, but. But we know, we know they're in a the six million hole. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just. You can't beat it. Like Leichhardt Ovals and places like that, Campbelltown State. I know Campbelltown Stadium doesn't get the numbers that Leichhardt does, which surprises me because they're right near a, a train, train station. Mm. And rah, rah, but I just think maybe if we played better teams, local teams there and things like that, I just think more regional games, like as in 
uh, sort of smaller home grounds, Bill Moores and things Suburbans, like that. Yeah. Yeah, who is who is the next CEO in your opinion? Oh jeez, Gus. Oh, I don't know. Does he want it? He's come out and said he doesn't want it, but Wayne Pierce. At the end of the day, you gotta you gotta kind of be able to listen as well as talk and. I don't know if that's yeah, in, I don't know if that's, that's in Gus. Fair point. I'll, I'll look you, don't, you don't want to be end, end of the end of the phone call here. No, 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 no. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Mate, I don't know. To be honest, I couldn't tell you. That's one I don't. I couldn't answer. Next to you. So he's still involved in the game, as we know. Uh, well, I came out and watched your your Campbelltown City Kangaroos on the thirteens take on uh, St Clair in a, in a trial match, and uh, look for the first ten or so minutes, they were. Given it to St. Clair until a, um, a, I guess, an intercept <laughs> pass kicked off, kicked off their their um, their campaign, and then obviously, as we as we don't like to you know bag out the refs, but a few contentious calls in terms of the trial match. Yeah. You know, um, let you there, but your side, mate, they're, they're pretty solid there. Mm. I mean, look, for my perspective, I get that there was a few calls, but uh, refs aren't. Refs don't make the tackles on the trial line. The, the, problem, <laughs> yeah. the problem with us was that we couldn't defend back-to-back sets. You know, Scoot's done a fantastic job, and the, pro, the coach prior to him, I think, yeah, he's done a fantastic with um with the, with those guys and a great bunch of kids. And I was chasing that trial simply because we don't have that in our West Comp at the moment. Yeah. We've we've been the top dogs out there for the last two or three years because you know that we're not playing a team like the Comets. And, and I thought we, we're joining with the Canterbury Comp this year. And our boys are gonna they're gonna be woken up because they're gonna be playing some tough teams. So you didn't want complacency to set Absolutely. In. So for us, I wasn't dirty with getting beat by the comments because it was a wake up call to these boys that you're not and as good as you think you are. How did the how did the boys obviously react a week after the training? Because obviously there was still that that was obviously the last no the second last trial. We had, we mm. we had the the rain the rain yeah. day trial next week. How did they react back at training? Did they turn up ready to go, or were they? I think you know, so because we played Norell and Jets, who were undefeated in their comp the week later, and beat them fourteen tries to nil. So, <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, look, that's it's Group Six and, and Penrith comp are two completely different things. I understand that, but I think that, like I said, it was what they needed. You know, there's obviously there's some kids that can flush it and be done with it, but I've got a lot of kids on my side that. They ride high with the wins and they get pretty low with the losses, which you know is pretty big for thirteen, you know, fourteen-year-old kids because, you know, it's you don't expect that. You think some of them just switch off and go play Fortnite. They don't worry about it. But um, there, there were some kids there that um, that really stuck in the week after and, and they did a job against Norellan. But again, like I said, mate, we're, we're looking for the toughest competition because we know what we're coming up with. The boys know what they're coming against in the Canterbury comp. Well, speaking of um, coaching, you've got a young fella here, Preston. Um, so we'll, we'll go we'll put the hot seat back onto Preston now give that a, a bit of a break so from yeah, going down we'll, memory lane up, up to look long play short with young Preston what's it like um, mate you know being coached by a former NRL player but most importantly you know him being your dad it's it's no different he doesn't push me any harder it's just like if he was just a normal NRL player you know it gives us gives us the extra drills I don't have to cop anything different than the others but it it helps because you know he knows the game more than anyone else well he yeah he knows he knows the expectation to get there and he knows how to get you there in the right way if you want to go that way no extra laps for you no nothing <laughs> Surprisingly, extra time on the Xbox or the PlayStation. No, he he, he <laughs> tries to keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he uh, 
He just keeps me up to date and that's it. What position do you play, mate? Winger and Ooh, fullback. Winger and fullback. So like your dad? Yeah, pretty Mighty, much. Mighty Mouse Mark too. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, so when did you start playing football? Obviously, dad said he started four uh, and a half. I was... When I was the age five, I think. Yeah, when, whenever you're allowed to start. Yes. Yeah. What, what did mum think age. about it? She didn't care. <laughs> she had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she so, uh, have you played your whole career at East Campbelltown? Like, Campbelltown. Oh, sorry. Campbelltown City Sorry. No, the first year of footy I played at Campbelltown Collegians, then I moved to City the next year. Nice. So who do you support in the NRL? Cowboys. Cowboys? Favourite player? Probably Kyle Fell. Plays the same position and for the, you know, favourite team. So obviously you were only, what, two or three when you when you were up in the Cowboys? So you just kind of fell in love with them up there? Yeah. Do you remember 2015? <laughs> 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 I've got nothing. You've got nothing? <laughs> the, the grand final? Oh, Cowboys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So obviously Thurston would have been a favourite before he retired. Oh yes. Yeah, definitely. hands down. Definitely. Favourite player that, that doesn't play for the Cowboys at the moment? Probably Tedesco. Yeah. Just like your dad, quick and fast. Yeah, fast. Cool. back, you know. Quicker and faster. Yeah, yeah quicker and say, faster. Who, so who who you backing in who you backing in the rest between Dad and, and Tedesco? Oh, sorry, Dad. So at the moment, obviously it's round three. Who do you think is the best player currently playing in the NRL out of all the players? It's out of Tedesco or Ponga, honestly. I think they're the two best right now. Nice. Hands down. Well, I'm a Knights fan, so you got some <laughs> <laughs> you got some rowdy points there, mate. So um, obviously grow, um, growing up, you know, you only. 12 or 13 at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you base your game around other players that you watch on TV or you just, you know, on Preston? I actually base it off my dad. Oh, yeah? yeah. Nice. Take yeah. it off from him. VHS? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that... I'm looking for the script. These are like scripted yes. bad answers. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, you got like, so it's a chip on your shoulder times two? Oh, he's a little more mellow than me, I think. He's got, he's like his mum a bit more mellow. So obviously living in both states, who do you support? When it comes to Oregon. Oh, New South Wales. Good man, Definitely. good man. He was born here? Yeah. 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 Good man. <laughs> Favourite game you've been to, obviously. Uh, you've been to a lot of good games. We went to the 2018, I think it was, State of Origin, Game 3. Nice. The decider. It was a real, real good game. Real good game? So, I've seen that you've been ball boy for, for your dad's side. How's that, being able to be on the sideline? Yeah, it's good to be up close and watching all of them play because they're just a great team. It's good to watch. Even though it's not... NRL or Canterbury Cup, you're still able to pick good, yeah. good, good um, tips off there and being best seat in the house. Yeah, best seat in the house. Maccas or KFC? Maccas. What's your go-to meal at Maccas? Uh, medium quarter pounder meal. Medium quarter pounder meal. Please don't tell me you edit the burger. No pickles, no onions. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people that customise their burger. It shits me. You go through drive through what do you want? Oh, cheeseburger, steam the bun, take out the pickles, oh, and you know, like, I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I customise all the time. I take the ketchup and the mustard off and stick on oh, Big Mac sauce. It's not like delicious. He just sits at, like, I'll get a cheeseburger or something, he just sits there like a little puppy going, can I have your pickles, can I have your pickles? Can I? I'll just go, yeah, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox, easily. Favourite game? Uh, probably Modern Warfare, the new one. Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. right on the Fortnite too this year. 
I only, I only ever play sports games. Everyone does that at Fortnite. Yeah. Know, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, like, it's, like wow. we go back to it. Is that, you know, what's your thing? A trend or a, who you say? Trend or a dream? Hey, yeah, trend or a dream, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> My mate gave up work and he does, like, he plays Fortnite. Like, he's 30 years of age, <laughs> plays Fortnite. Must be a streamer yeah. or something. And he, like, <laughs> does competitions and stuff. And I'm just like, that's... <laughs> oh, mate, the only thing I have to do that... Started a conversation with him, like, we were in the car last night, we are going for a drive, and I just go, I oh, said, so who's the popular streamer on Fortnite? Bang. He goes, it's a 15-minute convo, I don't get a word in. Yeah, which is a big thing, mate. Oh, mate, look, this, the streaming thing, people streaming on YouTube, it's a big thing. Yeah, man. I, 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 go, I go into my boy's room, and you're probably the same, you go in there and you go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching YouTube. What are you watching? Oh, I'm watching this guy tell me how to build things on yeah. Minecraft or this. Just do it yourself! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get donated. No, that's, that's hard. Like that. like, I don't know. It's well, Jerome Luo Panthers signed a deal with, um, with, it does some gaming thing. It was yeah. on Instagram and no stuff. Way. So. Mm. So you know, time these footy players So, what do you do or don't do that mum and dad hate? Oh, clean. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving your dirty socks after the footy and, and not in not in the basket but on the floor. Yes, I, that's me. <laughs> the last no, the, going talking about gaming, it's the the headsets. Like mm. so our lounge room sort of next to his bedroom, and mate, it's like he has to yell everything through the mic. Ah, I've got I'm banging on the wall. Be quiet there. <laughs> that's that's probably the most annoying thing. I can deal with the you know messiness. You got twenty dollars in your wallet. Last few months, what are you spending it on? S- s- easy food and clothes. Food and clothes. <laughs> Easy. I thought you were going to say VC points or something, whatever they are. <laughs> VC coins. VC coins. Is that what they're called? No. Big coins. Skin, yeah. Favourite meal that mum or dad cooks? Oh, probably mum's spaghetti, bolognese is good. So mum's a better cook? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What's that special? What's that special? Anything that's on the barbecue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, Dad owns the barbecue? Yep. You got the special apron for him? Nah, no. You've got to get him one. Dad's the best. Yeah. yeah. Why talk about the ribs? Yeah, no, just <laughs> 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 the ribs. Oh, mate, don't leave ribs. Don't mm-hmm. let him go. But anyway. Charcoal, charcoal ribs from um, Gallant's. Yeah, <laughs> that's barbecue. it. Away from rugby league, mate, what's your other hobbies or interests other than Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> I just like going on bike rides with my friends around the area. It's a few uh, good bike tracks down the Yeah, down we there, live mate? in a good area. It's easy to go for bike rides. Still in, is it high school now, year six or year seven? Seven. Year seven. What school do you go to, mate? Mark Carmel. You return to school full time this week? Yep. Favourite subject? Yes. Science. Science? Yeah. What's that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to... Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I love it. I mean, <laughs> my way expected PE and he comes home and says science. And I'm like... Oh, well, our next question is, we're trying to think of a question, but I've got no science question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you got your Bunsen burner? Bunsen burner, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember when I tried to get my Bunsen burner oh. license, it took me three goes. I burned them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn stuff. That's it. <laughs> Favourite teacher? Uh, probably my science teacher. <laughs> Who's yeah, that? Mr. Powell. Shout out to Mr. Powell. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So, what was the what was the biggest hurdle with school? Obviously, being in just you know starting year seven, you had what seven or eight weeks before they kind of said, yeah, no more. Yeah. What was the biggest thing in isolation? Obviously, you know, we we've been through year seven. We've never had this. 
my look, my biggest story for my year seven and, and Dale's year seven probably was um, September eleven. So you know, we that that was the big big story for us when when we were in year seven. Coming out of this, you know, all you guys have started year seven. It's going to be, um, well, we we survived COVID. What's been the toughest thing for you in terms of learning whilst on the whilst being in isolation? The temptation, like I'm sitting there doing my work and I look to the left and I see like a TV and an Xbox and I go, oh, I could be there right now. To be young again and having that, that Xbox yeah. just there, my, my, my life was out in the park yeah. with the lights on, lights come on, come home and then you hear your, your name being called down the street. Mate, I had to rarely, but I like driving past and there's a kid bouncing a ball on the ground instead of looking at his phone. I'm like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> look at that son. I grew up, we went to school, John and I went to school together and then like my mum still lives in Hebersham, you know, just two, two streets away here and I grew up there for 20 years of my life and literally like all you want to do is cricket, footy, soccer, Tarzos, whatever it was to get out of the house. Old school. Whatever it was to get out of the house. So for me, I used to play gaming, like FIFA and stuff, but that was just like at night time with nothing on. There's no yeah. footy on, nothing to do. We just play, just jump on the PlayStation. And then, so you go back and visit mum, and you flash back when I was a kid, and there was everyone on bikes playing. You, you couldn't drive down there without running run someone over. Exactly. And now you walk down there and it's a ghost town. Ghost town. So it's like the whole, this whole generational thing is just. That park that's out there? Used to have Johnny Asiata, Michael, yeah. Michael, Fred, Robert, George Jennings all playing. We always play touch football there, and now you go out there and go, like, oh, where's no the kids? There. But anyway, back to you, Preston, mate. When you grow up, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a cop because, you know, just active, not sitting behind a desk all day and moving around. Oh, well, so much you, easier. You're going to hide, you're gonna have to hide when he becomes a cop, aren't you? you like, shit, I'm in the back street. All right, good, mate. Finally. Who wins the 2020 season? I think Roosters are coming. Again. Three Pete. Yes. Oh. oh. I I I'd back you guys, Campbelltown, for a free Pete. I back St Clair for a free Pete. Not the Roosters. <laughs> Not the Roosters. Hasn't been done since the 80s. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah Parramatta was the last one. Oh no. Actually, yes. Let's do it. Let, let them let them win the free Pete. Have the. The, the, the following two years of nothing, win the next one and then go 30 years without nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like let them let, let copy the trend and then 30 years in the distance. <laughs> That's it. I feel if they had Kronk, probably, oh, I think it's a big ass now. You need, you need a leader. Although he wasn't the same Kronk, he, he definitely got him around the park. And, and that's, I suppose, every team needs a, a, a Kronk. So. No, John, all, all good boys. Um, we'd like to thank you know Shannon and you know Preston for making the trek out here. Um, it's been a pleasure. A few, a few laughs, um, a few new um, things that you've picked up about your son you didn't know about, mate. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. Uh, next, Science. Next week we've got someone coming from your uh, from your area as well. We've got uh, Jacob Loco coming. Oh on. yeah, nice. Yeah, so Jacob Loco will be on next week. We Playing might film here, I think, still. Yeah, yeah, he's playing out that way. He's in, living out of Camden at the moment. Yep, um, yep. But yeah, he, he's coming on to obviously talk about the other side. Um, you know what happens when you you do make a you know a bit of a stuff up in, in your career and, yep. and how you bounce back from that. So that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors: HQ Services, Aircon Electrical, or Electrical and Aircon, sorry, and uh, PNS Dumpers uh, for their continued support. For more information, you can listen to our podcast on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
hit us up on Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash the final whistle RL. Our Instagram handle is uh, the final whistle underscore RL, or you can email us on the final whistle RL hotmail.com. Thanks for all listening, and uh, footy's back this weekend, guys. Uh, junior footy due to be back. On 1st of June, you heard that here first with us last night. Let's just hope that our sources are correct and we don't look like idiots. However, we do look like idiots and that's the reason why we podcast and we're not on TV. Thanks for having us. And that's the final whistle.